commentary, technology, preparedness, and pop culture. From Nashville, Tennessee, the home of hot chicken. I'm Jess, the straight Christian conservative one. And I'm Chris, a gay Buddhist libertarian. We will explore today's issues with opposing viewpoints. And feature guests with incredible or unique stories. We may see things differently. But in the end, this is Still Still Love love You, Bro. bro. Well, hey, bro. Not guilty. That's the verdict. That's what they said. That is what they said. Not guilty. Kyle Rittenhouse found not guilty on all counts. I'm sure you've heard of this by now, um, but I was just so excited about it. I wanted to say that as my first thing. So anyway, how, how how's it going, Chris? You Good. Okay? I, I quit following that. I, I didn't know enough about the trial, um, so I, I quit following it, except on Still Love You, Bro. That, that's right. the only thing I watched on it. Well, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about... Uh, I guess the response, because, you know, it's you can't really talk about the trial anymore because the trial is pretty much said and done. Um, that's uh, that's the end. I was I was honestly um, partially surprised just in a good way. I was fairly happy with the verdict and um, I was I was surprised that the jury acquitted on all charges. Not that I'm saying he was guilty of any of them, but um, I just was expecting a little bit more bias to creep in to the jury's decision um, or perhaps fear and coercion. Um, but thankfully I don't believe those factors seeped in. And, um, at least for some people in this country, this seems to be a a good and clear trial. Um, but people are going to riot no matter what. That is true. And there's a lot of opinion flying around about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Um, but I I can, I'm going to have to, I have so much in that regard. So, um, did you bring anything today that you want to talk about first or well, I did have a an, an article that I found that actually taught me something. But um, basically, crabs, octopus, and lobsters feel pain, um, says a study, and they will now be recognized as sentient beings. What oh. I find more interesting is that I, I've always kind of known um, there was a documentary called, I think it was My Octopus Teacher. Uh, if, if that's the right name of it, it was on um, one of the streaming services. Really hmm. cool. This guy... Um, lived near a beach and went swimming a lot and made friends with an octopus. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure it was my octopus teacher. If you haven't watched it, you should. Um, But secondly, the plural of octopus is octopus, not octopi or octopuses. Really? That's interesting. I thought it was octopi. Um, I I would have thought that too, but apparently the um, AP style book says octopus. Well, that is the reference. So now what's interesting to me, you know, it's kind of obvious in my mind that octopuses, excuse me, octopus feel pain um crabs though i mean crustaceans in general we kind of just treat as insects as far as cooking and preparing them like they're boiled alive and you know just sliced open in factories for their meat can you imagine like how many red lobsters are going to have pita outside of them now oh yeah oh my god does that include lobsters now yeah i guess so i just thought of that crabs octopus and lobsters yeah yeah since, so what 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 um, qualifies them to be sentient beings? What's the, uh, the fact octop- that they feel pain? Octopuses, obviously, but it's but not how octopuses. Do we, how do we know they feel pain? What do they do in the study? Do we do we know anything about that? Or I guess they analyze the bubbles that come up from the bottom of the ocean, and <laughs> when you pop them near the surface, you hear ow. Okay, that, um, I, I didn't read the full article. I was just so excited to learn the plural of octopus. That was a good ad lib. If you. <laughs> <laughs> oh me! Yeah, um, so. the, the UK did the um, did the study, and um, it's it's a neat 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 article. I didn't read the whole thing. I don't know why that they they're considered sentient because they feel pain. I don't know how they determine that they feel pain. Because sentience, I mean, it has a little bit more of a. 
I think a there's more to it than just feeling pain. Feeling pain, yeah. Sure. Because you know, I thought sentience was more on the on the side of you know being able to make decisions and well, contemplate, they can make decisions. contemplate um, one's own. Mr. Krabs makes a lot of financial decisions. He does. Just keep that in mind. He does. Yes, he does. So I don't know. We'll have to like reference Star Trek: The Next Generation um, for our definition of sentience at some point. So that's what I'll be uh, researching tonight. I'll see. I'll tell you that. So. <laughs> my wife's shaking her head and putting her hand in. Oh, me. Okay. Uh, so uh, I guess on that note, we can talk about the pressing issue of the Rittenhouse trial. Are you going to um, say anything about the, the missile that China test fired? I didn't even know there was that. So let's hear uh, about it. I thought there was, a, was it the super hypersonic super missile? Supersonic, like five times. That was a while ago, was that not? Uh, that wasn't, uh, actually, the New York Post posted it about 11 hours ago. Oh, really? Another um, one then. Yeah, it was uh, it was hypersonic and it traveled five times the speed of sound. Oh wow! Um, that's that's kind of scary considering. I don't think we have any sort of technology that would be able to get that. Um, maybe we do. We just don't know about it. So, I'm sure it's out there, but yeah, you know that's uh, kind of scary. Especially scary when uh, you know your commander in chief is. I'll just I'll stop it right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, hold up, I, Brandon. I'll hold it. I'll hold it there. Um, um, you know, I don't have a lot. This is Thanksgiving week. Um, I'm going to give thanks that I don't have a lot of politics myself to talk about this week. We're we're taking a break in our home from politics. We're going to have some close family over and um, and have a nice quiet dinner. And I'm going to enjoy three days off from work. I saved a vacation day, so I'm taking three days off from work, and maybe I'll lose my phone in the backyard. Speaking yeah. of backyards, um, we talked about this on a on a prior show, and I'm uh, I want my listeners to know something. Uh, I went through a lot to eradicate my backyard from skunks, and we talked about my special skunk tube. Yep. Um, this weekend, I decided that um, I haven't had any activity on my trap. I bought a, a special trap where they walk into it and it it snaps down and catches them. And I put it in, in the only hole that I found outside, you know, going under a building on my property where, where you know, the rest of the family was. And, and also in close proximity put the, um, the, the anti-spray trap. And I put a camera, an outdoor camera out there, and I've watched it. I've surveilled them uh, since the last time we talked about it on the show, which has been weeks, weeks. No activity. And I've left it and I've left hmm. it. No activity. I've, uh, I've sprinkled powder around my yard and I've looked for activity. Nothing. So I've determined that I had eradicated all skunks. Uh, haven't all even skunks all, all, across the world, at least in my neighborhood. Right. And um, so this weekend, I, I got my kid out there, and we took everything down. I got to uh, snap the the trap and see how it reacted. Put everything up. Took our dog to Tractor Supply. They've got this really nice dog washing station in there. If you haven't taken a dog, you should. It's a real proper dog washing station. Hmm. We get home and we're having fun, and it's late at night. We're watching a movie and. We let the dog in, and all of a sudden, there's that burned rubber smell. And, oh, my God, it was horrible. So I, I imagine the skunks just watched us packing up this trap, thinking, <laughs> just wait till later, sucker. Oh, So man. the traps are coming back out. I am um, researching new methods and um, new techniques to eradicate them. Um, they are gone. I'm going to probably start building a moat with napalm around my house. Automatic uh, turrets, maybe outside that detect the the skunks' colors or smells. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I've, I'm I'm so tired. My dog that that's just a horrible. 
Now, I've I've lived in a rural area my entire life, so if you drive over a skunk, that smell doesn't bother me. I I can smell it, and it doesn't phase me. Mm-hmm. But the raw smell of a skunk that's just sprayed, like the the actual raw juice, mm-hmm. is horrible, and I I, and I can't stand it, and it stays inside the house, and and I'm I'm tired of it. My dog, I don't know why, she's just she cannot learn that that is not a cat. And it's driving me mad. I'm absolutely <laughs> furious. And she cannot figure out that that thing's going to spray her. And then she's got to come in and then we get upset and then we wash her. And she doesn't like being washed, but she's not learning. Does she not get hit in the eyes and it like burns her yes, eyes? Yes, and... it does. But she still continues to want to play with them. No. Dogs aren't known for their um, intelligence. So No. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, apparently skunks neither because this one is stupid to start messing with me again because now I'm pissed off. It's probably a young blood that didn't hear all the uh, legends and traditions passed down through many skunk generations about the deadly Chris and his crusade against the skunk population. Nope, but he's about to learn. Yeah. So, well, that was an interesting little break um, from from the hard issues, and I appreciate that. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about. Um, not necessarily the trial, but uh, the reactions um, by the media um, to the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, obviously, if you get on Twitter, you're going to see a torrent of people that support and a torrent of people that um, absolutely despise uh, the decision. And, um, you know, that's that's public opinion. Uh, you can believe whatever you want to believe about the trial. Um, as long as you're not defaming somebody or, you know, actively encouraging violence, it's whatever, you know, you can just, you can call them whatever you want. Um, but what really makes me upset is the, I mean, just the, the clear bias in the media, uh, about this case. This, I, I just, I'm taking screenshots of these articles as they come out, uh, right after the verdict is announced. I'm literally watching a feed and waiting for these articles to pop up. Uh, one of the first ones from NBC News, um, the title of the article, Kyle Rittenhouse found not guilty on all counts. And the subtitle is, The Nearly All-White Jury Deliberated Homicide Charges Against the Illinois Teen in the Shooting Deaths of Two Men at a 2020 Protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Okay. What does, an all, what is, what does it have to do with this, that this is an all-white jury? What is your opinion on that, Chris? Why do you think they included that? I think they're saying that um, they were biased, that uh, that they felt that, you know, a, a majority of white people on the jury decided that they were not going to find him guilty. I mean, were, were, were his what, what was the nationality of his victims? They were all white. Okay, there's there's no logic in that. No, <laughs> that's well, the stupid thing. Well, maybe not. I mean, maybe you know, the, just they're, they're just saying that because he's white, they just don't want him convicted. I mean, I, you know, I don't. That's kind of. I guess that's been the messaging. They're saying that if it was a black defendant, the the trial would have been different. And I don't. I, I hear that, and it's just ridiculous to me because if, unless if it's the facts just a description. Case, I mean, would it would it have been better to say you know. Um, 11 white jurors and one black juror deliberated on his trial. But here's or? the nearly all white. That's the word. That's the word choice they used. Yeah. It could have just said I don't understand why a, a impartial jury has to be classified by their skin color. Right. I mean, it I think that's just said jurors. Right. Or a jury. The jury deliberated. They're literally putting that in there to continually sow deceit and division into this country. Every single one of these news outlets. Um, I was surprised CNN, which usually is a big contender in this kind of nonsense, um, their article seemed to be pretty um, 
pretty un, unbiased comparatively. Um, what did was, you say? I know, I know. It's surprising. Um, they actually yes, had listeners. A, you will want to pause and rewind about ten seconds and play that again because Jesse actually said CNN was unbiased for the first and only time in his life. Yeah. Well, before I before I was uh, educated, I'm sure I said it many times. But um, anyway, so they had an attorney on um, for a former um, prosecutor from New Jersey, uh, and he actually discussed. And he said, this is his quote, he says, it was a very, in my opinion, strong self-defense case, especially given the fact that he was being chased, that he had rocks thrown at him, gunshots going off, he was hit, kicked in the head, hit with a skateboard. They're discussing this on TV, and, it, and it's in this article. And this is the only place, not right-wing type media, where I'm seeing anybody discuss the fact that Kyle, and this is a fact, this is proven in the court of law, that Kyle Rittenhouse was being assaulted, he was being threatened with a gun, gunshots were going off around him, the people that he killed were attacking him, were committing felonies, and therefore he won the self-defense defense. Um, they're all talking about this like this was a guy who literally walked into a protest, shot three people, two of them died. That's what all these things are being framed as. I don't know how I expected anything different, but MSNBC was just the most egregious one. Kyle Rittenhouse trial was designed to protect white conservatives who kill. Uh, the shooter's homicide acquittal coddles conservatives and may lead to even more violence. That's what they're... This is um, an article by a Miss Jahan Jones from The Readout. Um, this article is, I mean, quite obviously, political opinion, um, and it is quite obviously biased against Kyle Rittenhouse. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's just um, it, it's painful to me. Um, but there are a few parts that I want to highlight and that are extremely scary um, to me. So this is near the end of this article. And this is I'll just read this whole paragraph. Conservative media figures have eagerly repeated those claims, talking about um, the claims that this is a, you know, he fought in self-defense, stuff like that. Their support for Rittenhouse isn't a counterweight to progressive social policies like equitable policing. Their support is a physical threat to people supporting those policies. A physical threat. Do you know what that means? The, these people that are on the far left at working at MSNBC, they're equating believing that Rittenhouse had a justified self-defense case is a physical threat to them individually. Do you know what that means? If I'm physically threatening someone, what is that what does that give that person the right to do? It gives them the right to uh, injure them in self-defense. I mean, right, exactly, to react, to do harm. That is how they these people are painting any sort of dissent against their their policies, against their their beliefs, a physical threat to them. And that's why you see a lot of violence in these crazy riots that happen in the in a lot of these cases that result from mostly peaceful protests. All these riots result in people getting hurt, killed, businesses destroyed. That's because they believe that opinion, political opinion, that is not theirs, that is against theirs, is a physical threat that deserves a violent response. That is the danger that we're getting into with these politics and that, that, that this media outlet is allowed— to do something like this. I get it. We have freedom of press, 
But this is this is ridiculous. This is going way too far, and it's almost creating a public health or a, a public safety risk by encouraging people saying, "Oh, you know, if someone disagrees with you, that's a physical threat." I don't know if you remember um, a couple months back, but there was a incident where there was two white kids sitting in this um, college's like diversity center or something like that, and and one of them was wearing a Trump hat, and one of them was wearing a a Trump 2020 t-shirt. Now I'm not saying they weren't there asking for trouble by doing that, but they have every right to be where they were. And a bunch of, um, young, you know, left leaning people, I'm not even going to comment on their race cause it doesn't matter. Um, but came up to them and they were saying that them being there was, was physically threatening to, the, to those people's well being. And this is the, this is the talk that is constantly repeated um, conservatives that don't do things the way they should, that don't get in line with with leftist policies, they are physically a threat, and that's where it is going, uh, and that's a very dangerous place to go. Another part of the article said, "Rittenhouse is a white teen who abides by white rules, and white people empathetic to those rules seemed poised to insulate him from repercussions." Once again, this is assuming that Rittenhouse walked up to this protest, it was a peaceful protest, there wasn't fire, there wasn't looting or nothing like that, and picked three people and shot them and claimed self-defense. That's that's not at all what happened. That's such an oversimplification of the facts um, that it is, it is an absolute lie, almost. Uh, now, another thing, obviously, um, the family of uh, Anthony Huber came out and made a statement. Now, this is something that I kind of excuse because, yeah, they've lost their son. That's never easy. Um, but they're they're talking about how, and this is a quote from it, they say, no reasonable person viewing all of the evidence could conclude that Mr. Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. In response to racist and violent calls to action from militia members, Mr. Rittenhouse traveled to Kenosha illegally armed with an assault rifle. That's a lie. He did not go with an assault rifle, and he was not illegally armed with it. Um, he menaced fellow citizens on the street. Uh, it just keeps going on and talking about how they, they're claiming the Rittenhouse would actively targeted people. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. And um, there's just constant explosions of these um, diluted facts out there in the media right now. Like, I guarantee you, Chris, if you were to look up Kyle Rittenhouse verdict— you could pick one news article and read it, and you would never hear in that news article about how, why the jury decided that he uh, qualified for self-defense. It literally just says that he went to a Black Lives Matter protest and killed and killed two people. That's all they say. They're not letting people get all of the information. They're selectively removing parts about the Rittenhouse case, Rittenhouse case that made it a self-defense case in order to infuriate people and hopefully I guess get them to riot again. I don't even know what their goal is, um, but it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and it's causing some dangerous things to happen. And I'm afraid, um, and this is, this is hearsay. Um, I'm afraid we've already had something like this happen in retaliation. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at the news today, Chris, I'd actually think you've indicated you had not, um, but there has been a, um, what what might be uh, a terrorist attack in Wisconsin um, at a Christmas domestic parade? Terrorist domestic attack? terrorist attack. 
Um, this this was a, and I'm pulling up an article now, so I don't get any of the facts wrong. This happened um, on Sunday uh, during a Christmas parade, and a man uh, in a red SUV uh, drove through the center of this parade at high speed, you know, above sixty miles an hour. Oh, Daryl Brooks. Yep, and killed five people, injured forty eight others. A lot of them are children, young girls, and. Uh, I, I Chloe was there when this started coming out at the parade. And at the parade, no, no I no, was no. not at the parade. She, not, I'm sorry, we were in the living room when this this was coming out. Chloe was there with me, and I said something along the lines of, after reading the initial reports and all this stuff, all the articles that were coming out about this, they they simply said that a suspect was in custody, right? And it it ta- never talked about the description of the suspect. Even though everyone had video, I'm sure they've given the, the they've given descriptions out. They've given them a statement, all that stuff. Never ever described the suspect. Okay, and I said to Chloe, and call this racist if you want to, but I said they have not mentioned that the guy's white. So I have to assume because they haven't said anything about race that he's black. And sure enough, this this was three black men in this vehicle, uh, and uh, they. He intentionally. I'm going to say intentionally because I don't. I don't see how else you could intentionally drive 60 miles an hour through a directly through the center of a parade. He through, also drove straight through police barricades. Police barricades ran over a group of um, of old women called the Dancing Grannies. I'm sure some of them were in the debt or of the dead. Oh and, no, you do not mess with the Dancing Grannies. And, yeah, seriously. And I mean, it was it. He he claimed that he was running from a knife fight. That was his claim. In a car. In a car. Through a parade. Um, yes. And I 100% believe, and this can this is all speculation, I believe this is retaliation for the Rittenhouse case. And, and, and I, let me also say, though, this guy was out on bail because the bail was set at $1,000. Yep. And people were outraged at the low bail. And this is what happens in these, in these liberal areas. The whole banning of, uh, or the reduction of bail has been a policy of the left for a very long time. This guy was charged with um, some sort of domestic abuse charge, and he was given a $1,000 bail. And he was let out that day, the day he killed five people, injured 48, most of them children, by driving through a freaking parade. And I just, it blows my mind. The conditions that these governments, these, make no mistake, liberal governments create for the people that live under their regime and cause so much carnage. Kyle, the whole Kyle Rittenhouse situation would have never have happened if the city would have controlled, arrested, convicted, and put arrested and put in jail, later charged most of those rioters and protesters— they could have called in the National Guard. They could have done all kinds of things differently, but they refused to do that. They retreated because they were fearful of political repercussions. And that resulted in the Rittenhouse case. Now here we have this. We want to change the, the statistic in the United States about about um, African Americans being incarcerated. So we're going to um, limit bail. We're not going to tackle the roots of the issue which debatable what those are, 
But we're going to do stupid things like that. In California, not too long ago, a very I think it was this week, you've, you've heard of how California, uh, I think it was like last year, two years ago, they uh, increased the arrestable offense um, like a limit for shoplifting to $950. 80 people raided a clothing store, took over $750,000 in merchandise, raided this clothing store. 80 people, all at the same time. It took like a couple minutes, and now they're all just running free because they, under $950 each, hmm. that's the government you're living in. If you're living in over in uh, San Francisco, that's where this took place. And I just don't understand it. I don't understand how they've created this. Well, I do understand how they've created the situation. I just don't understand how people still vote um, that way for that kind of situation. So anyway, I I got on a big long tangent there because I'm kind of mad that five people had to die. Probably more once, once you know their illness and injuries run their course. In order to bring a, a light on the fact that people are being put in jail on violent charges and only giving a ba- given a bail of a thousand dollars, he was giving a five hundred dollar bail for another ch- charge that happened several years ago, very similar to this one. And I read that he's been um, mixed up with the law about ten times since uh, nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. Yep, and, and one of them was also a crime with a vehicle. A police officer tried to pull him over, and he tried to run the police officer over, and the police officer had to jump in his vehicle. So he's been no stranger to this. So he's a repeat offender. This is off topic, but he actually has um, he has a rap channel on YouTube, and he's got several videos. And in several of those videos, you can see the very vehicle that he used to run over um, all of these people. You know what also is kind of sickening to me? He's not even a suspect. He's a person of interest. They've not declared him a suspect yet. Well, there are also things that you put up when you have gatherings of, of people to protect vehicles from coming in. We'll take a large event that happens locally to us, the uh, the, the state fair um, and the county fair. Uh, but, but across every in- entrance, there are barricades and there are bollards that are put up. They're designed to stop vehicles if some idiot decides that they want to drive a vehicle inside there. That's a planned event, right? So this parade was probably planned, but you shouldn't have to put up a barricade no. on side streets for a Christmas parade. You should not expect that there be a citizen that is willing to run over hundreds of people with their car. No, but they the had reality plastic is barricades up. that's the world that we live in now. You're going to have to put up barricades anytime that you gather your family in the street for any kind of event because there's going to be an idiot trying to make a point. And you know, the sad thing is, is we live in that world. Me and you just you just said that. We live in the world where we have to plan for crazy idiots that just want to do mass harm, that want to kill lots of people, whether it's for a political right or left, uh, some crazy ideology. It doesn't matter. We live in a world where we have to prepare for that. Yet there's still a lot of people in this country that think Kyle Rittenhouse should have been put in jail for defending himself, that they believe that you shouldn't have the right to defend yourself. If someone comes up to you and tries to beat you to death and you shoot them, you should go to jail because you, you had an unfair advantage by using your gun. doesn't make any sense to me. And I hope that the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, I'm not saying that it should encourage any sort of vigilanteism. But I hope it reinforces everyone's thought who has the acuity to carry a weapon, to get their concealed carry permit if you're in a state that requires that, and to bear arms against the crazies and the murderers out there that are wanting to take your life because of your political ideology or because you're simply in an inconvenient place. You have a right 
to defend yourself with deadly force if you fear that you are imminently under threat of grievous bodily harm or death. And you can do that to defend others as well, your family, your wife, your kids, your friends, some random stranger. It doesn't matter. That's the country we live in. You have to be very careful, especially in the defense of, of a third party, if you don't really know what's going on. Prime example, if you we talked about this on an earlier show in Nashville, a guy was shot. They were filming a, a YouTube video or something, and they were doing like a fake robbery or something. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, and, and the guy that they did it to was armed, and he ended up shooting the guy. Because yep. he thought he was, you know, being robbed, and that was a prank, was it? It was not? a prank, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, if if you see somebody um, that you think that you don't know, and you think that they are in jeopardy, you you do have the right to defend them. But you also have to consider, you know, defense of a third party. Are they really in fear for their life, or is something else going on? Because the reality is, if if they're playing around or horse playing and you read that wrong and you kill somebody, you're now going to have to defend yourself. Right. You will have to sit in front of a court of law. So it almost makes people want to say, I'm going to defend myself and my immediate family and everybody else is on your own. And here's the thing. If you're in that situation and you pull a firearm and you yell, stop, you know, that may be all, all that it takes. You know, it's not always shoot first, ask questions later. If you are being assaulted, if you're being attacked, if one of your family members are being attacked, and you know with 100% surety that it is not invited, it's not a, a fake thing, yeah, shoot first, ask questions later. But, like Chris just said, third party, you might want to announce yourself first, if you can do so safely, and make known that you are willing to use deadly force to stop what you perceive as an unlawful action. Yeah, I action. would say probably don't brandish your firearm and say, hey, are you okay? Well, I'm not you, saying that. Like, oh, don't hey. pull out your pistol because that could seen as uh, you know they now could be in fear of their life and shoot yeah. you. But you know, hey, are you okay? Is everything okay? And you know, you'll either get a yes, we're just playing, or a no. I mean, that that's why it's so complicated to defend a third party because you just don't know. And that's why I really like when we took the uh, concealed carry permit class. Um, they actually had a uh, video that showed uh, an incident like that where it was a a third party. And it was like a wife and a husband fighting. And the, uh, somebody walks out of an office building, sees the husband with a knife, like grabbing the wife, shoots the husband dead. Well, then it rewinds, and it turns out the wife stabbed the husband, and the husband took the knife away from her. And that was how that situation ended up like that. So that's how that can get you in trouble. And, and um, I guess that's one of the reasons why, like we talked about last episode, I really do wish that uh, we still had you know, some sort of training class uh, for uh, concealed carry permit holders in the state of Tennessee. But that, yep. you know, that's just an aside. But anyway, that big long rant, the Rittenhouse stuff is crazy. The response is crazy. Rioting in several major cities. Do I care about that? Not as much because I'm not in those cities and I choose to live out of those cities. Um, if you were, if you it's were coming someone, to a city near you, though, if you were someone who is, who thinks with common sense and you don't want to be a part of that craziness, move down to a Southern state and vote Republican, please don't come down here and vote. I, you know, the way I, no, that, I don't know. I saw people in Nashville rioting. I mean, look, look what they did to the courthouse downtown. What in did Nashville. they do? I didn't they see busted that. out the windows and lit it on fire. Like this week? No, not this week. Oh, the, yeah, I get that during the, ago. during some of the, yeah, yeah. other protests, but I mean, yeah, they can try only I mean, because they, they, yeah, you're going to get me started on rioters. People just, they found an opportunity to act stupid. Yep. 
They're not portraying their political beliefs. They're not forwarding their mission. They are just, they have an opportunity to act like hooligans and Hortons and they're deciding to do it. That, it's, that's all it's it mob is. Mentality and yeah. that, that there's psychology behind it. Um, but you know what? What really should be happening is it should be whoever is organizing uh, these protests. They need to speak out against those activities. That's the problem is they don't, or they don't make a good enough effort to affect change in in preventing those kinds of activities from happening at those protests because they turn into riots almost every time. It's something <laughs> in, in the brain, cities. though. I mean, because like if I if I'm walking down the street and I turn a corner and I see something happening there's something engraved in my brain that says hell no and i'll turn around and leave yeah but there's some people that says oh hell yeah and you know they'll pick up a stick and go and it's i don't know if it's this generation that's taught to like get overly involved or what but there's you know there's the let's turn around and go the fight or flight i don't know i don't necessarily know if it's a if it's a generational thing or if it's just a kind of person everyone thinks in a different way and you know, you can break know down. Kind of you can break down this. I feel like you can break down this world into people who, who think more with logic and people who think more with emotion, um, who make decisions based on emotion before making a logical decision, and vice versa. If I turn um, a corner and see you rioting at a protest, I'm out. Yeah, me too. If I turn I a corner and see it. you holding a sign, I'm in. I mean, it's maybe it's not a, a you know a decision about anything other than common sense. And that's I think what it's it also you might have something to lose. I, I, I'm sure, and this is, there's probably not a lot of statistics on this, but typically I'm sure the people that are involved in the looting and the, in the, in the burning of stuff and all that, they're probably typically, they don't have as much to lose as, you know, someone who is in a, a prime position in their life, you know? Well, no, look at the people they've arrested at the, at the Capitol riots though. I mean, well, that, I think that was a different kind of thing though. That's a riot. It is. It is. All right. The Capitol riots, that's we should talk about that because um, I that is a it's hard for me to compare that with, for example, a, a Ferguson or a a, um, a Kenosha type of event um, because, OK, yeah, there were windows broken. There was trespassing. There was not looting. There was not burning. There was not arson. um there were no murders. There were no beatings. That's where I'm saying it's different. Well, no, there was a lady shot in the Capitol. By a police officer. Sure. <laughs> of the Capitol because she was trespassing into a, into a secure area. Sure. And that's fine. I, I was very upset at that originally. But, you know, the idea that it was a secure area and they had diplomats in there that did not want to be exposed. Sure. However, I do think there there was carelessness involved in that. Um, man, they, they paraded those officers through the media like crazy. They were, they had them crying. They had them, uh, they had them up and making speeches about this crazy stuff. They blew that whole thing out of proportion. I believe like one or two of them has even committed suicide. If I understand correctly since then, I I would have to look at that. I just, that is in, it's really insane to me that that this thing has been taken so far and no one has ever said anything about the police who have been involved in the uh, in the other protests, like why why we, if if it is so if this has done so much damage to the Capitol Police in the January sixth riots, why have we not talked about Ferguson, Missouri? Why have we not talked about um, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin? Why have we not talked about all these other places that were literally burning to the ground 
um, that police were being pelted with fireworks and rocks and and um, attacked. What about the officers who had to endure a a uh, a mass shooter in in uh, Dallas, Texas, after a Black Lives Matter protest? who decided he was going to walk up and start executing police with an assault rifle, and they ended up having to drive a robot in a hotel with C4 strapped to it to blow the guy up to stop him from doing any more damage. We, we never talk about how the officers are affected in those situations, but it's as soon as it's politically expedient for the left, when it's, when it's the right wing doing the rioting, now we have freaking documentaries. We have, look at what these poor officers went through. We got one person who they say committed suicide because of the riots, and I don't I don't know the facts behind that, but I would look into that because I'm I, I question it a little bit. Where is the, where are the documentaries about Ferguson, about Dallas, about all these places where I guarantee you there was way a hundred percent, two hundred percent more emotional trauma done to those officers than the January sixth riots because. Of the thousands and hundreds of thousands of people there on January 6th, you had probably, what, how many have they arrested? 24 that that have invaded the Capitol and committed crimes versus all these people that are turned in and out in the rotating door of the DA's office in these cities who have committed arson, assault, stolen stuff from stores, assaulted officers. It's ridiculous to me. You cannot tell me there's not a bias going on. When all the left-wing protests are marketed as fiery but peaceful, to quote one of my favorite quotes in the media of all of all of all time, uh, and if you know what I'm talking about, it's a reporter reporting live on a f- protest in Ferguson. I think it was. There's burning buildings behind him in the background, and he says, "All oh, the fiery but peaceful protest in Ferguson." Give me a break. I mean, I hate to I hate to just explode in that way, but it does not make any lick of sense whatsoever. As soon as the right makes a violent move after enduring violent destruction by left-wing activists for years, as soon as the right gets fed up and makes a move back to the government, back to the seats of power, it's an insurrection. It's treachery. It's been done before in many Capitol buildings, not the U.S. Capitol, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm biased. But the numbers don't lie. You got one riot on the right that's caused damage. They're all sitting in holes in Gitmo, suffering, awaiting their trial. And you got all the left-wing activists that have been released on sub-thousand-dollar bonds or not charged at all, charges dropped. I could give you a list of 50 people from the uh, Kenosha protests uh, a list of charges of arson and assault on a police officer and, and assault with a deadly weapon, looting and all that stuff, a list of people that were just not never charged, not even not even given a bail, just not charged, refused to be charged by the DA. There's something going on, and it's not fair, and that's a reason why the right-wing people are finally getting upset and causing trouble. And as soon as they cause trouble, oh gosh, it's the national event. It's, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to the United States since Pearl Harbor, as one politician said. Now, I'm calling BS on that. Well, it looks like Al Sharpton has started taking a stand against Kyle Rittenhouse, too. Of course. So. Of course. I don't How is this racist? Can you interpret that for me, Chris? He, he says that Kyle went to Kenosha to confront the protesters. Uh, we went there knowingly to do that. Well, yeah, he went there knowingly. 
just like all the protesters went there knowingly to protest, some to loot, some to riot, some to burn, some with an AR-15, some with an AR-15. Yeah, according according to the to the jury decision, he did not go there with malicious intent, and he actually feared for his life. Even if he did go there as a rioter, right? Let's let's flip the script. Let's say Kyle Rittenhouse was a rioter, and he got a bunch of conservatives who were defending buildings started chasing after him and throwing things at him and beating him up, and he pulls his his gun and shoots them. I think it would be a completely different script. Both of those people, according to the law, were not supposed to be there, but one of them attacked the other. I don't know. I just don't. I think it's ridiculous that the race card is being just pushed as quickly and as hardly as we can um, with Kyle Rittenhouse, even though his victims, should I say, the perpetrators that he killed um, were both white. Um, and the one that he shot and did not kill was white. All of these people, um, they do not fit the race that they're trying to paint this as. Um, but so be it. They can they can make it whatever they want it to be. You know what I'm excited about, Chris? What's that? Thanksgiving? You know, yeah. Um I am. But you know what else I'm excited about, Chris? What else are you excited about? I'm excited about the lawsuits that Kyle Rittenhouse and his attorneys will be filing, hopefully soon, against media outlets, against the president, Joe Biden, who at the time was a candidate uh, of his um, of his slandering of Rittenhouse. Um, I'd like to see if he's able even to file uh, lawsuits against Facebook and uh, GoFundMe. Um, because as you know, GoFundMe removed him, removed his, uh, legal funds early on. Uh, Facebook marked him as a, a mass shooter and removed all posts in support of Kyle Rittenhouse. Twitter did something similar. Um, Joe Biden, uh, used a video of Kyle Rittenhouse in a campaign trailer that said, um, something about white supremacy and white supremacist, um, killing people. Uh, and then later in a debate mentioned something about it, and in a tweet mentioned something about Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, defamation lawsuits, just it's like it's like Oprah. You know, you get a defamation lawsuit, you get a defamation lawsuit. I, I'm ready for it. I'm excited to see how it goes. What do you think about that? Do you think they should be sued for defamation? You know, there were some things at the trial that I didn't agree with um, how they went. I, I think the I think the judge um, and I think the way the courtroom was run was. Um, not done to any kind of standard. Um, I, I saw some pictures and videos coming out of the courtroom that would lead a jury to uh, be biased. Um, I, I don't think he was handled right in the courtroom. Uh, you know, regardless of my feelings on it, I, I think that um, it showed a bias uh, originally. Um, this is one of those things I wish would just had never happened because it has opened up a, a floodgate of um, issues on both sides. That's never going to be solved. And, you know, the sad thing is that there's there's people that families will never get back. Um, and, and it's a it's a conundrum we'll never solve. Yeah, you're right about that. Although I will say um, I, I hope I know that the children that Joseph Rosenbaum molested are probably pretty happy that he's no longer in this world. That's all I'm going to say about that. Sure. Anyway. Uh, do we have anything else? I know I've been talking forever. Um, I think Chloe's here with something. Do you have something today, Chloe? Uh, yes, of course. It's pop, Hi, Chloe. Cu- pop culture time. Oh, pop culture time. Pop culture time. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I didn't really get to get into a lot of topics last week. Um, so there's a lot of music news this week. Um, this past couple weeks, actually. 
Um, so I don't know if you two are familiar with our Nashville native singer, Taylor Swift, our bestie. I know her name. Who isn't? Yeah. So I will be honest, as I'm talking about this, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan. Like, I liked her music when I was younger, like when Romeo and Juliet came out mm. and like those more like her beginning pop songs came out. Um, but as she's gotten more and more like sad breakup type songs, like I don't like listening to those now that I'm like married because I'm not having a sad breakup anymore. Yeah, it's not, that's not married music. No, it's not. But it's not happy married music. So um, a couple years ago, Taylor Swift was involved in a like, uh, I don't know if it was lawsuit or what type of civil suit it was, but um, the producers of her music for the last, I believe, eight albums that she's put out um, technically owned the rights and the creativeness and everything other than the lyrics that she wrote. Um, they owned all of those. And so they would make her change lyrics. They would make her, they would change the sound without telling her. They would change all these things. And so for basically the last like eight years or so, um, she's been putting out music that to her was not her creative vision for what those songs were or what they were about. And so um, she decided after, it was after a contract had um, gone, had been finished, um, that she would re-record every song that she produced with these people, um, but in the parentheses it would say Taylor's version, meaning that she would get all, she has all the rights, she gets all the money from it, so right. it's not going to anybody else. Um, and so this came out last Friday, and but can she re-record a song that's identical to a song that she recorded prior? So all the songs that had lyrics that they made her change, she changed the lyrics back to what they were. Okay, and so that was most of the songs. This is an interesting gray area in copyright law. Yeah, yeah so she's changing some lyrics. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know specifics. There was a whole contract and a whole civil thing that happened um, that she went through for it. But now every time that you hear a Taylor Swift song in parentheses, if it says Taylor's version, she owns it. That is her song. That's her version. So where does the lawsuit come in? I mean, it was a long time ago. Oh. So, but, um, the reason I bring this up is because there's a song and I can't, let me look it up. Hold on. I don't want to talk about it without not looking it up. So for example, like the song Romeo and Juliet, you might hear like, well, she, she, that was before these people were involved. So that was her song. That was her song. Okay. So, so you wouldn't hear like Rana Ho and Jula Met. (laughs) No. She owns the lyrics. Okay. That's what she owns. The, the actual words, I think. So the song All Too Well from her last album, Red. So Red is the album that she just re-recorded. And that song originally was like a normal three-minute song on the original version. Um, Originally, when she first wrote it, it was like a 25-minute song. And her Taylor version, she narrowed it down to 10 minutes. So it is a 10-minute song. Went from three to 10? Yes. So this is like a... um Three? Well, no, wait. So it went originally when she first wrote it, it was like 20 to 25 minutes long. A song? Then they condensed it to that three to four minutes. And now it is, she condensed it again from that 25 to 10 minutes. This is like a Bohemian Rhapsody sort of now, situation. No, here's so. It's like Inagata DeVita. Before yeah. we continue, this album is mostly about Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal's relationship about 10 years ago because that's when the album first came out. Wait, Taylor Swift dated Donnie Darko? Yes. Huh. Jay Gyllenhaal? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
So, and she was like in her 20s and he was in his 30s when they dated. So a lot of it is about, uh, you know, you had a lot of older friends and you treated me like a child, this whole thing. Well, she um, made, she directed and wrote a like 20 minute short film. Basically, she didn't, she didn't confirm it was about their relationship, but you could guess it because the actor that played the guy was the same age as Jake Gyllenhaal would have been. The actress that played her was the same age she would have been. Um, and the whole, like the whole short film goes through her entire song of their relationship and how it starts and how it ends and all this stuff. Um, and then there's another song that she released a music video to with a lot of, she likes to leave clues like everywhere. Um, but there's a lot of clues about how, uh, you know, you, you're still thinking about me all the time because I'm writing songs about you. So I'm always going to like be with you. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and things like that. All so. I'm saying is, is, uh, just don't date Taylor Swift guys. Um, that's how she makes money. <laughs> They're breaking up. So, um, yeah. I mean, like to me, like it's cool because that's what I wish a lot of like movie wise, you know, Jess and I talk a lot about the JJ Abrams version of, um, the, uh, what is the last Star Wars that just came out? Um, the Last Jedi. The, no, no, no. The no. Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, a lot of people critique that film and say that it was a terrible film and it was a terrible ending. Um, that was actually like nothing like J.J. Uh, Abrams had put put forward at the editing room. And Disney got it, changed it all, and he did not find out till the screening at the premiere when he was sitting there watching it. He's like, where did this part go? Where did this part go? And so I think it's important for artists to be able to have freedom to you know, be able to express what they want to express. Obviously having some sort of producer is required, but I think it's cool that she's going back and recording her old stuff and adding things in and out that she's wanted to add that has, that was originally supposed to be there, you know, gives it a little bit different of tone to it as well. Um, the internet now hates Jake Gyllenhaal once again, like they hated him 10 years ago and now they all what? hate him Why again. Why do they hate oh, Jake Gyllenhaal? Uh, Cause he like was terrible to her. Oh, this okay. look, you have to remember, we're only seeing one side of the story here. That is true. So. But yeah. So um but yeah, so everybody on the internet is collectively like hating on Jake Gyllenhaal now, which is kind of funny. And then somebody also put um they put like Thanos's hand, like the glove or whatever, and they said Taylor Swift's gonna collect them all because at one point she dated Tom Hiddleston. She's dated uh Jake Gyllenhaal who was in Spider Man, and then there's a couple other people in the Marvel cinematic universe that she's dated (laughs) (laughs) so they're like she's trying to collect them all it's so funny um more music news adele's new album 30 came out last week as well um uh she's lost a ton of weight she looks really good she had a uh, special concert for a bunch of celebrity people in california um but what was really cool about it was i know jess looks all irritated because i said the word california and celebrity together so what was really cool about it was there was this guy that i guess he coordinated with production um and he wanted to ask his girlfriend uh he wanted to propose to his girlfriend at this adele concert and this is the first time she's sang these songs live and so um adele gets everybody to be quiet all this there's like all these a-list celebrities in, in the crowd right they turn off the stage lights and the guy walks in with his fiance and with his girlfriend she's blindfolded she has no idea what's happening he unblindfolds her you can't really see anything other than them up front right so she has no idea they were also in like a park so mm-hmm. like she has no idea, no idea that, where she that is. she's yeah. a, like on, near a stage so he proposes 
and everybody starts clapping. She's like, oh my gosh. And she's looking at everybody, probably not realizing like they're all celebrities staring at her. And then here comes Adele right behind them being like, oh my gosh, she's so excited. And literally <laughs> she turns around and she's just like mouth wide open, eyes as big as she can get them. And she's like, oh my gosh. And then they got to go front row and sit with wow. next to Lizzo on the front row. So I was like, if you're a Lizzo fan, that's a pretty big deal. He's, Gordon Ramsay was there. It's so like you got to oh, meet wow. all these people. Anybody, Brit- it was actually in Brit- Britain, I think. But anybody, Oprah was there. All these big people were there. So, um, Jess, you're, I'm sorry. Your proposal did not meet that expectation. I never intended it to. Okay, good. <laughs> I love you. Adele but... didn't have an album out. What's funny, too, is he proposed at an Adele concert, but Adele writes all breakup songs, and this new album is all about her divorce. So I was kind of like, yeah, that's cool. But at the same time, I was like, now you're going to come and listen to all of her songs about her Divorce. This is a man. He's not thinking deep into it. Like, if I had the chance to do that, uh, heck no, I'm not thinking, oh, well, well, what about the the fact that she writes all this breakup music? I would do it at a freaking um, Taylor Swift concert if I had the opportunity. Oh. That'd be crazy. Oh. Okay. Glad you didn't do that. Only do it once. So it's all right. Hey. It's over. Yeah. Don't have to worry about it. What a great story, too. That we're not Um, telling on the podcast. Anyway, so. Um, the, now I want to know the next, oh, the next man. story is really big to me and I'm really excited. And I know some people, um, close to us at this podcast have mixed feelings about, um, this universe now. Uh, but the first Harry Potter film is celebrating 20 years this year, this upcoming year. Oh, I know where you're about to go. And they are having the reunion of all the actors. Um, Emma, Daniel and Rupert will be back and all the main actors that are still pretty much alive will be back as well. Uh, for this reunion. Um, J.K. Rowling was not asked to come back uh, due to her conflicting views that the cast did not believe in. Thank goodness. Um, And she's also... So Daniel Radcliffe has confirmed that he would come back to do The Cursed Child if if J.K. Rowling was not involved good for him and so i believe the other i think believe the other two said the same thing and the guy that directed the first one the sorcerer's stone uh said that he is heavily involved in trying to get the cursed child to become a film with them all playing themselves because they're almost the age that their characters would be at this point Mm. the sad thing is though invite them back invite jk back or not she's still making royalties off of it well actually that is not true because I read a thing, I, I read a thing about it. Because this girl was like, "You need to not watch the Harry Potter reunion because you're just giving money to J.K. Um, where J.K. Rowling's makes money, the most money at least, is with the parks, is with straight straight off her books, obviously. So like, if you buy her books, and through there was one other one, but the films." She does not make hardly a profit off the film. But she does make money off of them. She does. But to support, like, there is hardly any money going to her or else Emma Watson would not be there. Maybe they make a so, clone okay. like Mary I, Totter. But here's the, here's the other thing. There's also the fact that Warner Bros. has bought the rights to Harry Potter. So they could have said, hey, you know what? Oh, now that the movies out. are done, cut her out. So, and then Cursed Child, they probably can buy the either they've already done it or they can buy them from her. So I think I know, but can you explain to me why everyone's mad at her? Um, I think I understand, but I just want to make sure. I just know she spoke negatively about the transgender community. 
She wrote a manuscript that was um, very much anti-trans and, um, quite honestly, anti-human woman. Um, didn't wait? Didn't she like make one of the characters? Yep, gay or something at some point, and then yeah, change um, that like in the story. No, it was she made she announced that Dumbledore was gay at some point. Yeah, but oh, she was specifically she was specifically talking transgender and also it was it women specifically or was it just transgender women? Women and transgender. Um, it was this, which as a woman doesn't make any sense, but that's really fine. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's why a lot of people have had a lot of backlash. Um, it's really hard. I know for Emma Watson, it's really difficult uh, just because she is a she's a very, really big um, global female activist, like not a feminist, but she's a global female activist. So she goes to other countries to inspire women and to go to countries that women don't have rights and speak to them about why that should be. Um, she's also educated like she has a she has a college degree. She was going through university. How, how old is J.K. Rowling now? Um, let me Google it. Like, cause well, she's but not think that about old, like, is she? how old is um, you know, the actors from Harry Potter too? Like, I mean, Harry Potter thirties now. They've got no, uh, late, yeah, I think late thirties. So. Yeah. Surely, because we're yeah, that would make sense as far as our lifetime. So that'd be interesting to see. J.K. Rowling is fifty six years old. Okay, because she wrote Harry Potter when yeah. she was like twenty. So okay. it's gonna be like about their grandkids too. That'd be kind of neat. But mm. I mean, they're getting older. Like what? what yeah. was, what's the main character? Uh, what's Harry Potter's real name? Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Like at the end of all those Harry Potter films, he was old. Like he started as a kid. So yeah. he, when they were done with that franchise after the last film, like he, I mean, he was older. Yeah. And I mean, what do you do next? You're like typecast as as Harry Potter. You're Harry Potter yeah. for the rest of your life. That's you. Um, it's like yeah. You and McGregor, or, you know, what's the other one that played Anakin Skywalker? Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. So Daniel Radcliffe is 32 years old, Emma Watson's 31, and Rupert Grant is 33. <laughs> they're at the point where they're going to need stunt doubles. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what's cool about The Cursed Child is that it is about their grandkids. So, uh, I mean, about their kids. And so at this point, that's why Daniel said, you know, we're getting to the age where our characters would be um you know at the yeah. point of this of the story and he has talked about i would love to go back and i think a part of that too is like you grew up you know you your young life was not in school playing with other kids and learning it was literally being on the sets of these movies they actually had schools like on set that they made the kids go do tutor tutoring and things like that um but also the fact that like you know you're surrounded by these people every day for like 10 years of your life for half of your life at that point and it was like for you to, to get an opportunity to go back i mean i like that's like people asking if i go back and play college golf again i'd say absolutely yeah it's yeah. like going back to the friends reunion i mean any of those re golden girls reunion any of those classic shows that do a reunion would be kind of cool yeah so the only thing i think will be difficult is this isn't really a spoiler for the cursed child it is out it is a play so you can go see it in new york if you're in new york or you can go get it at a bookstore and read it um but snape is in it um because there's i believe flashbacks to him throughout it um but that actor died right yes alan, uh, alan rickman died um in 2016 i and believe then dumbledore died no He's still alive. No. Really? Yeah, it was Ollivander, the wand shop owner. He passed away. Okay. And then last year, um, the woman that played Draco's mom unfortunately passed away. Okay. And so but there are there are scenes um in The Cursed Child that have Snape in them. 
Um, and even though, you know, JK said those things, there, there are some things that she did say about, um, she was heavily involved in the, in the stage production of that show. Um, and she, uh, posted that one of the days of rehearsal, the actor that was playing Snape had his back turned to her and she walked over, she's on stage and she walked in and she just had to take like a double take and started crying because she was like, you know, for a second, I thought it was Alan like standing there. Oh, wow. And so it, it's cool that they have that nod to him. It's really sad because he won't be able to be a part of it, obviously. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. I know what you're talking about now. Yes, the first Dumbledore is had passed away. Okay. I thought you were talking about the new, the next one. I was like, no, I don't think he did. But yes, the first Dumbledore did pass away. Yeah, the wizardy one. The so good one. The wizardy I just, one. I, I was looking up the whole controversy with J.K. Rowling. It's kind of interesting to me. So... Um, I just want. Do you have anything else for him? I just wanted to move into that. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, I will say this because uh, I saw a meme about this earlier. Since we're talking about celebrities and age, Betty White is almost one hundred years old. Like how she's still alive? Yeah, she's she, older than sliced bread. She is absolutely wow. still alive, and she in January turns one hundred years old. Wow. Talk about like cool! What a cool. She's probably going to be one of those shows. people that lives like to be 120 or something like that. Can you imagine all the stuff? Like, look at her career, though, like across the shows, but can you imagine what a 100-year-old woman like Betty White has seen? She's still funny, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she is. I mean, what a national treasure. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I just have a quiz, so if you want to go into it, it's related to Harry Potter, so... Yeah, I just, I just wanted to, you know, because you mentioned she said something against Bring up that nonsense. Or whatever, but, so, all right, I, I'm reading through it, and it's it doesn't seem as like as offensive as it was appeared to be. Are you reading a news article about it? I'm reading the actual tweets. I'm reading the actual tweets. So, so she, she posted, not the tweets, read the actual discourse that she wrote. What discourse did she write? Okay. Chloe will look it up. Okay. Well, this, she, this is what it originally was. This is what started it. Maybe I'll get to the discourse eventually, but this is, this is what started this whole thing. Um, She tweeted an article um, and she commented on something in the article. Um, it was about some sort of, uh, okay. So it, it was an article from devx.com it says opinion, creating a more equal post COVID-19 world for people who menstruate. Um, that is the title of the article. This was, well, sorry. This was like during COVID. This was 2020, this happened? June 6, 2020. Oh my gosh. That feels like so long. Like so, I felt like she did that a long time ago. Yeah, you're, yeah, hold on. I'll, I'll have to look it up. So this is the tweet. She says, quote, people who menstruate. I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Something, somebody help me out. Woman, wimpund, woomud. So she's, she's like, women. Say women. That's what you're trying to say. And, and so that's, that's the article I'm reading. Is it on Glamour? Yes. That's the that's what I'm reading right now. So, okay. Um, so th- then she goes on because everyone is, you know, freaking out against her. Because at this point, I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. I-, I don't understand stripping the title of women from them in order to be more acceptive towards trans people. I- that doesn't make any sense to me. So she also says, if sex is re- isn't real, there is no same sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people. But erasing a concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. 
It isn't hate to speak the truth. I don't disagree with any of that so far. What do you think, Chris? Is that something you disagree with? I'm I'm pulling up the article. Um, uh, my um, my better half is uh, used to be a, a huge Harry Potter fan, uh, and knows a a lot of um, trans people, and I, and we actually have a lot of trans friends who who were absolutely offended by the content of this, uh, and I've heard a lot of their um, conversations on it, and a lot of them have just pretty much gotten rid of everything Harry Potter. I'm looking for specifically the essay where she defended not the original tweets but there was an essay um she basically said transgender women are not women so what jk wrote was if sex isn't real the lived reality of women globally is erased she knows and loves trans people but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningly meaningfully discuss their lives it isn't hate to speak the truth that's what i just read to you yeah yes so so you just said daniel radcliffe responded that transgender women are women She's basically saying that transgender women aren't women in in the in the in the post. I don't that she's think making. that's what she's saying. I think what she's saying is is that the original article was people who menstruate was what that article was talking about. Is that what we're going to denigrate women to instead of calling them women? It is now people who menstruate. So the idea of men and women is now an ephemeral identifier that means nothing other than what you than than how you feel i thought we were supposed to talk about how men and women there's no social difference there's no like you know how you um how you dress or how you act is that what we're reducing it to now are we regressing i, I think we're I think we're understanding what she's saying two different two different ways well yeah because what i'm saying that's something that makes sense to me it I don't. I, I saw articles talking about people who menstruate, and I'm like, I don't understand why we can't just say women because that's what it is. People typically, people who menstruate, in general, are women, and regardless of what you think about. Yes, but that to say that a transgender woman who doesn't menstruate is still a woman. But that's not. That doesn't matter. That's not what we're talking about. But if we just say she's... generally women, then we can understand that if. If you want to believe that you're a woman and you don't have women parts, sure, you can be included in that. But she is but she has discluded them and saying that they are not real women. She is saying that using the title people who menstruate those people who menstruate should be called women. That's what her original post was. And she says it doesn't make any sense to remove the title of a woman of women from women to include other people who believe themselves to be women. I, I don't I don't to me, I think I don't understand. And I'll go on. This is the next tweet. The idea that a woman like me, who's been empathetic to trans people for decades, feeling kinship feeling kinship because they're vulnerable to the same way as women, i.e. male violence, hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived consequences is nonsense. So she's saying that biological sex is real. That's her argument. That's Is that not a established fact? Is that hating trans people saying that biological sex is a real thing? That that is that is fact, but that is her answer to that is her answer to the comments that are being made about her original thoughts. She's answering that that is her answer saying, yes, that's what I'm saying is that it is real. But her her original quotes that everybody's upset about is when she's denouncing the fact that transgender women are women. 
That's not, she doesn't ever talks about denouncing any trans person. She literally is just saying that this particular article saying menstruating people should be saying women instead. And then she makes the comment, and I'll read it again because we've already talked about it. If sex isn't real, there is no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. That says nothing about trans people. That's saying people saying that sex is not real is ridiculous because sex is real. But is she saying at the beginning, because she says people who menstruate are women. That's what she's trying to say. Right. No, no, but can you read it for me again? She says, quote, people who menstruate, she's quoting the, yeah. this opinion piece. I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out. Woman, women, she's like, you know, hinting at women. Right. So that was the original tweet. So, like, I feel like, because I also know several transgender individuals, uh, that in their eyes, because I've heard people you know, in the transgender community get upset about certain things being said certain ways, um, that to them, it may even sound, it may sound like, um, you know, people who menstruate should be, only those people should be called women. Whereas if you are age, if you have transitioned from being male to female, that she's saying that you are not a woman. And to them, that's really upsetting because they want to identify as a woman. Well, here's the crazy thing is that we have taken, does that sound the, right, Chris? Does that sound like... Kind of. You're reading her... We're not... You, here's the actual article. What she actually wrote is a 3,500-word essay on her website. Okay, well, then read me something that I'm not seeing here. Okay. You have the article pulled up. Okay, we're going to really have to heavily edit this. <sighs> Woman is not a costume. Woman is not an idea in a man's head. Woman is not a pink brain, a liking for Jimmy Choo's, or any other sexist ideas now somehow touted as progressive. Moreover, the inclusive language that calls female people menstruators and people with vulvas strikes many women as dehumanizing and demeaning. I understand why trans activists consider this language to be appropriate and kind, but for those of us who've had degrading slurs spat at us by violent men, it's not neutral, it is hostile and alienating. Can I pause you for a second just to make a comment? Yeah. So far, what I'm getting at, what I see, I think she's getting at, she's upset that all of her life she's been called a woman, and now because a political group has risen up, and, and called and called and trans no, 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 women no, no, no. women. No, 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 no. Hold on. They are this this idea of we have to call people who menstruate people who menstruate and not women is stripping the title of woman from these people to, to include people that were not women before, but now we're socially classifying as women. The 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 idea of the whole people who menstruate thing, just from what I can remember. It is now taking because we, it's not politically correct to go to the doctor and say I'm a woman because you could you could technically now you could be a man who has female parts and can menstruate. So you say I'm a person who menstruates. To me, that makes if you want to be that way, if you want to approach your body and the way it exists that way, there is nothing wrong with that at all. I have no problem. With anybody who wants to say they're, who believes they're a woman or believes they're a man, you can believe whatever you want to believe and live however you want to live. But it gives you no right to strip the title of man or woman from an entire class of people to make you feel more included. 
I don't understand that. And I think that's what she's saying. What she's saying is this article that talks about how to make women feel more included and it calls the women people who menstruate in a post-COVID-19 world, she was offended by that because she's a woman, and that's what she wants to be called. She does not want to be defined by her biological process. Was that not the whole point of the trans movement in general, is we don't want to define people by their biological processes? Where are we at now? I'm sorry. I, I just... The, the fact that I just sit here and talked about how we're rejoicing that J.K. Rowling is not a part of the of the series anymore, and it's because of this kind of this kind of behavior where she's a, expressing her genuine opinion as a woman, whereas before being a woman qualified you to have these certain opinions, but now because there's a higher social group, trans people, a higher class of people who are more marginalized than women, they get to make the rules now, and now it is well, you're now a person who menstruates, you're not a woman. You have to declare yourself as a woman. You have to feel like a woman, but if you don't do that, you're a person who menstruates. And we have to define all of the social programs, all the articles, all the studies about women in general. We can't call them women anymore because there are women who don't menstruate now. I don't think you have to guess about my opinion on the whole, (laughs) the idea that we can change our sex, our sex biologically based upon our thoughts. Um, but I don't have a problem with how you live your life, but the moment you start trying to change other people, the way other people address themselves, that's when I kind of get upset. And I think that's why JK Rowling got upset. Now I haven't read her whole article, obviously, but it sounds to me like it's a decent opinion about this whole situation, but she's being drugged through the mud about it, um, by, and I'll say it again, the highest class of, of, um, of um, how do I say this? Uh, the the people who are the most marginalized, they are the leaders, right? The bef- at first it was women or black people, then it was women because they black people were in slavery, women were not allowed to vote. Then it was LGBT or LGB, excuse me, lesbian, uh, gay, trans, or uh, bisexual. Thank you. Those those people. They didn't have the right to be married. Now they do, right? So now we have to invent another social class that is above all those others, and that is where we are with transgenderism. And you know what? I'm sure people do feel that way, and they do feel that they should be a woman, and they have to get the and they want to get the corrective surgeries to be that way, woman or man. Either way, I don't agree with stripping women of their title of women simply because there is a few, a few. There are several hundred, maybe several hundred thousand people in the world who do not have women parts that believe they are women. And then therefore we have to redefine the definition of woman, of not a woman with woman parts, but of a, a we have to call them people who menstruate now. That's, I think, the idea behind what J.K. Rowling was saying. Anyway. I mean, and then she goes on to say, when you throw open the doors of bathrooms and changing rooms to any man who believes or feels he's a woman. And as I've said, gender confirmation certificates may now be granted without any need for surgery or hormones. Then you open the door to any and all men who wish to come inside. That's the simple truth. She's right. If I want to. Why would a man change his gender to enter a toilet? Are you joking? When he can just walk in the door. What what about at. For example, there's a there's a uh, place called Jimmy Floyd here in Tennessee, right? 
what if I wanted to walk in there and I tell them that I'm I'm now a woman and I want to go walk into the women's changing room and watch little girls. Do you think change. you need to have gender assignment surgery to walk into a women's restroom? What she just said is you don't have to have gender assignment surgery to do that. You don't. All you have to do is but say you believe you are. But she's saying people are becoming trans to do that. No, she's not. That's Go exactly back and read what, what she just said. Go back and read it. You, the words that escaped your mouth were, you don't need those procedures. When you open the doors of bathrooms and changing rooms to any man who believes he... Who, who believes, believes... Or feels he's a woman. Yes. And getting gender confirmation certificates may be granted. Without... Without right, so going she's through the saying processes. that people go into these bathrooms because they feel they're women, because feel. they are, they because they are trans. No, 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 no. She's saying when you allow anybody, anybody, and we've talked about this idea before. How with the transgender movement, the problem with it is, is that there is no physical way to verify that that is how somebody feels. You cannot, someone comes up to you and says, I am a woman because I feel like I'm a woman and that's what I am, but I have male parts. You cannot verify in my mind that I'm being truthful and that is how I actually feel and that is what I am to be assigned as for the rest of my life. There's no way to prove that physically. Every other movement of this type, from from gay, trans, or gay bisexual, lesbian, those are all things that you can claim, but yet there was still a way to assign you socially into a group for safety reasons, changing rooms, privacy, women's restrooms, men's restrooms. What J.K. Rowling is saying in this piece, in that particular part of it, she says, any man, and she says earlier, she's been a victim of aggression and assault by, by men who assaulted her as a woman, any man can then say and feel, I'm a woman, or say it. You don't even have to feel it you, because you have to. everyone has to believe you. He can, they can use that as an advantage. They can use that in bad faith to go into changing rooms, bathrooms, and take advantage of women, of, of women that have those parts, women that are actually women. Well, that probably shouldn't say that. Women that have those parts and believe they're women and they're natural women with women's sexual organs. And men can take advantage of that who are sexual predators. Who is getting gender confirmation certificates and going in women's bathrooms? Are you saying that gender, you, you're not we're, not, we're not, we're not talking about surgery, Chris. I'm not saying, I didn't say surgery. I said gender confirmation certificates. That's not a requirement. You can, she is from Britain, by the way. I okay. was going to say that earlier. Well, so sure. things are different. So, but you can, I'm sure, go in Britain and just be confirmed. You can say, I feel like I'm, I am a woman. And therefore, they're going to give you a ticket to say that you're a woman. Okay? Right. So if a man believes or feels he's a woman yep. and gets a gender confirmation certificate and can now go in the door of a bathroom or a changing room. Yep. They're not doing that, though. Some are. How do you know? How do you know they're not sexual predators out there, men who are posing as women, who are taking advantage of these rights that we're giving people like this to to go in and prey on young women in a changing room, naked young girls? They're not going through the hassle of getting a a certificate. Why wouldn't they? Why would they? They because it's it's legal. They just how? But how? All they got to do is just open a door. 
That's what I'm saying, though. That's what makes this ridiculous. It keeps them out of jail. It doesn't, though, because if they walk into a bathroom, certificate or not, and molest a woman, regardless of their man or woman, is a part of it. That's ex- it's it's look if if look the what whole are they point going in, the in there uni- for because if they're a trans woman so look at them. if they're a man if they appear to be a man because yeah. that's what this is about because if it's a if it's a trans woman who looks like a woman but may have been born a man who walks into a restroom nobody's gonna know number one no I don't so nobody's gonna say a thing but if a, if it, if it even somebody thinks it's a man and walks in there. They're probably just going to pee because they have no safe place to go. But this is implying that they're walking in there to molest somebody. Chris, I appreciate that you have, you believe that everyone is goodwilled and has a great heart, that they are not going to take advantage, that they are not evil people in this world that can take advantage of a situation like that. Okay. J.K. Rowling, she is pointing out a fact. This could happen, and it has happened before, by the way, and it's been covered up quite a bit. There was a there was a happening, I think, this year uh, in a public high school where a trans woman who is a biological male, several incidences, had gone in and raped, raped female classmates in this high school. I will find the article for you. I don't have it with me, but I know of it in my brain. Was he a tr- and- was he trans? That's what he claimed to be, but he raped women, but he, young teenage women. But he said he was trans. Yes. He didn't. He didn't become trans. He How do you prove it? You can't. There There's no a, way to prove it. If you want to go through the assignment surgery and have your genitals changed, sure, that's fine. You've proved it. But the point is, you don't have to. If you want to believe you're a woman without going through the process, you can. And that's but, what this guy did. But you don't have to do that. You just open the door and walk in. Chris, okay, so if we can just open the door and walk in, then why is this ever an issue? Why is the no, bathroom it, thing an issue? So he's saying, it's not. if I believe That's what, what you're saying. saying, is that why is it an issue? Why is it a trans issue? It's it's not a trans issue. It's being made a trans issue because you're right. People's making a big That's deal about men saying. going into women's restroom and, and saying it's about gender. It's not because if men wanted to go into women's restrooms they and rape women, they'd open the damn door. It's well, not about caught. going through if, g- gender assignment or feeling like they're a woman to say they I need to get I need. Oh, God, the door won't open because my birth certificate doesn't say my female. You know, it's not like that. You understand, yes, if I'm a man and I want to say, oh, I feel like I'm a woman today, so I'm going to go in the bathroom. I can just open the door. I don't need a certificate. I don't need anything. Yeah, whatever. But here's the thing. We're, we're in a social environment today where you can get out of it by claiming you feel like you were a woman, okay? Regardless of what you actually feel. My whole point in this discussion, Chris, the reason this is such a difficult topic is because there is no way, no way – no way whatsoever to prove somebody who says they feel like a woman or like a man that is not their gender that they have the parts for. There's no way to prove that. The only thing you have is their word. And if we want to trust everybody and we want to say, you know what? We, we think everybody is of kind heart. We know that no one's going to abuse um, the ability to walk into the opposite sex's restroom. And we want to think like that, fine by me, okay? But you have to acknowledge there are a lot of people that are uncomfortable with that. 
a lot of people maybe that have daughters, young daughters in schools, that are uncomfortable with that. They're uncomfortable with a biological man walking into a bathroom with their young daughters, regardless if this biological man is a trans woman. That does not matter to them. That does not cross their mind. And the thing is, and we've had discussions about this before, and I can understand if 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 you are a trans woman and you're dressed as a woman, it is embarrassing, especially if you're in high school, to have to walk into the men's restroom. It is embarrassing. I get that part, okay? But you have to allow for criticism. You cannot just say this is how it is and damn anybody that thinks any differently. That's what happened with J.K. Rowling so far that I can see. Damn J.K. Rowling. She does not get to say anything because she does not agree with the central opinion. And apparently I'm, I'm to be doomed as well because I don't agree with the truthful, with the central opinion of, of, of the, the, the continuous stream of consciousness that is the way that things should be. There will always be dissenting opinions, and the day we stop respecting dissenting opinions and the day we call them out and we call them evil and they're phoic and they don't believe in progress and all that, it's a sad day. And it looks like that's what happened with J.K. Rowling, and I feel for her. I feel sorry for her because— she has a legitimate opinion. And maybe she's legitimately scared that she will walk into a bathroom one day. There'll be a biological man dressed as a woman. And maybe she'll be fearful that that person will take advantage of her. That's totally a human fear that is worthwhile. And she was offended that her title as a woman was being stripped from her by someone that was not herself. And maybe, fortunately, 99% of the time, that woman was just there to pee. And 99% of the time... No one's going to murder me walking down the street. There's most of the United States. Most of the people in the United States are not murderers. They're not rapists. I get it, Chris, but we don't live in an ideal world. I'm certainly not saying that trans people are going to be that way. They're going to actively try to hunt people. That's hundred percent. Not true. I'm talking about the bad people in this world that we have to account for. That's why we have laws. That's why we have regulations. That's why we have driver's licenses. We have to account for the bad eggs that are going to cause damage to... So you have to affect the lives of the not bad eggs in order to stop the bad eggs. That's exactly what government is, Chris. I appreciate you realizing that. You, you have to... Wait a minute. So you have to tell the people that really need to pee that they can't pee because of the the one person that may not be to, there to pee. You have to encroach on the good people to stop the bad people. That's literally what law is. There's a reason I can't, you know, carry my firearm in a school because I, although I'm not going to do anything, it's illegal for me to carry my firearm in a school. Uh, there's a reason why I can't go 90 miles an hour down the interstate, 100 miles an hour, although I may be able to do it and I may be able to uh, do it safely. There may be somebody who will end up killing people because of it. There's a reason that we are required um, to pay our employees on time. You know, there's laws that say you have to pay your employees on time. There's laws that say uh, you can't harass people sexually in the workplace. If we wanted to assume that everybody was just going to be doing good all the time and everyone had 100% pure heart and no one ever had any malintent, then why the heck would there be laws, Chris? The, the whole point of this conversation is to allow for dissent. J.K. Rowling dissented to this article and said she was offended that they're calling women people who menstruate because she thinks that pe women should be called women because it denigrates women, that's her opinion, to be called people who menstruate. And it's turned into this whole anti-trans you know, discussion 
and she has lost a lot of, I'm sure, money and 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 uh, clout. Uh, I think she's been doxxed. She's got death threats, all of the lovely stuff that comes along with this kind of thing, simply for having a dissenting opinion. And you know, that's that's where I stand on that. And um, I really hope. I think we should have a. We need to have a discussion with someone who's more knowledgeable on this kind of subject matter. Um, at some other time, because I feel like this is a hot button issue that could get some. We do good because shows because everybody I know that's trans uh, and and you know the, the the quotes that I read, um, she certainly also indicated that trans people aren't women. So we certainly I also, should. I I also feel like like I'm not putting my opinion about it, my personal opinion, but Chris has always said when you're on a platform like that that you like not saying that you can't say anything but especially when you're a, like you're a children's author you know looking at is it appropriate to even be talking about transgender or be talking about issues politically uh on social media that you know your fans and people are on um i'm not saying it was wrong for her to say it i'm not saying that she should not have said whatever she wanted to say because freedom of speech i don't know if they have that in britain sure <laughs> <laughs> Across the it's pond. debatable at this point, I suppose. <laughs> but, like, you know, if you have a platform like that and you're supposed to be a very positive, you know, young... It's not even young adult. Like, they literally categorize Harry Potter as children's books. So, it's like, if that's your purpose, it's like, I just... Me, personally, I would never get into politics if I had a role like that. Well, it's a shame that uh, people have opinions. Um, I suppose everyone's got one and nobody wants to see each other's and... Anyway, some some uh, in some joke about buttholes and opinions. I can't remember the, how that goes. Um, anyway, that was probably a classic episode of Still Love You, Bro, where we actually got in a heated discussion, Chris and I. <laughs> we do, and and that's uh, been a I while. Think next episode, we need to have an expert on about that topic. I agree. I I think that's necessary because you know obviously I'm not an expert, um, but uh, I think that would be a hundred percent a good thing to do. Absolutely. Well, this has been Still Love You, Bro. A quite heated episode. The temperature has risen about two degrees in here since uh, that discussion started. Um, we hope you enjoy that discussion. And um, if you have an opinion, you're more than welcome to uh, email us and uh, give us your opinion on the, any of these subjects or give us a suggestion on what we should cover next. Uh, our email is, uh, my email, that is, is uh, jess, J-E-S-S-E, at stillloveyabro.com. And Chris at stillloveyabro.com. And Chloe, C-H-L-O-E, at stillloveyabro.com. That's with a Y-A. Follow us on Instagram. We have an Instagram. We have a website as well. We have a Facebook. We have a Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Um, We also post our podcast at every major podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever else you can get your podcasts. Uh, Listen to us and give us a rating if the app um, actually allows you to do that. I think Apple Podcasts is the only one that does. Um, But if you enjoy us, uh, we hope you'll join us next time and maybe listen to our past content if you're a new listener. There you go. Most importantly, have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble.